Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. Dre, the news is out, you an all-star, you've been waiting, how you feel? What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. And it's going to be crazy. We're a few hours away from the NBA tread deadline. Teams over here trying to play, you know, tug and pull kind of situation. What players are going to be traded at what's at the last second? Because I ain't going to lie. This is... Probably the most frustrating tread down line in years. Why are you playing hardball? Of trying to get certain players. So I'm going to go ahead and speak about certain players and see which ones will get moved, which ones are the obvious ones. We're going to speak about guaranteed signings with the bot outs, with the buyouts, I mean. So it's going to be hectic in the next few hours. We already had a trade happen last night in pretty much towards midnight in the West Coast. So if you guys are in the East Coast or Midwest, yeah, it was around midnight, one o'clock your time, when the trade was when the trade got fired through. So I'll go ahead and break that down. It's nothing really big. It's a mediocre trade. But I'm gonna spill, speak up on that for sure. And if you're new to this channel, if you're a new viewer, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell notification to get the you know to get the updates of every single video I'm about to drop. And go ahead and smash that like button as well because it does push your content to the top you know it helps out the algorithm so i appreciate the love and if you're on any of those podcast outlets you know i'm on every single one and i'll have the links in the bottom all my social media platforms he was strongly through the bottom you can go ahead and check that out as well and i'll be on i'll be on social media as well so if y'all want to inter- interact with me and debate certain situations whatever it may be you guys can hit me on ig twitter and all that good stuff so Enough of that. So let's go ahead and just get into the whole entire NBA trade deadline that's going to happen in the next few hours. Um, the first trade that came in, which I just talked about a few seconds ago, was the Detroit Pistons. They sent uh, Dellen Wright uh, to the Sacramento Kings for Corey Joseph, which to me, it's it, in a sense, it doesn't really make any of those teams better. I, I'm pretty sure this is more about rebuilding for Detroit. They paid... Dylan Wright in free agency last year when he left the Mavs, they paid, you know, a lot of other players as well. So like, as far as Jimmy Grant, so I think they're in a rebuilding phase. They already got rid of Andre Drummond or they yeah, they already got rid of Andre Drummond a year ago, Blake Griffin, just like three weeks ago. And now Dylan Wright. So then a whole rebuild process. As far as Sacramento, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. Um, I don't get it. I literally don't get it. They, they have a lot of players in the same positions and, the only person that's actually playing good is Darren Fox. So I don't know what's going on in Sacramento, but I don't pay attention to those teams anyways because they're not doing good anyways. So the first name I'm going to speak upon, which I just dropped the episode, you'll see that little icon on the, on the, on the top about Andre Drummond. His situation is not going to be in a trade situation. And Dan Gilbert um, is trying to figure out a way to get rid of this guy so they get something back. You know, like a second-round pick, which I just spoke about in the last episode. It's gonna be hard to get. It's gonna be hard to trade Andre Drummond at this point. I mean, you're a few hours away. It doesn't make any sense. Any team out there is gonna just go ahead and snatch him for twenty eight million dollars for a rental. 
And there's no guaranteeing that he's going to sign with that same team. So I, this is more of a buyout situation. So Andrew Drummond will be bought out. And this is the reason why I'm, I'm confident it's going to happen. They already tested the market. No one's budging. No one's willing to give up a second-round pick to get Andre Drummond. Not even for a rental. And Andre Drummond, the last couple of days, which has been confirmed, I I heard about it, but I was like, eh, until I can get a verified source saying that, I'm not going to speak upon it. But I did put it on IG, though, uh, hours ago, that Andre Drummond was spotted in L.A. the last few days. And multiple people who saw the sightings of Andre Drummond, um, I guess, had Woj and, and Brian Winhorse to go, you know, tap into who they know. And then they confirmed it. They confirmed that Andre Drummond's in L.A. And the crazy thing about this is that even though I believe that he's going to be a Los Angeles Laker in the next coming days, the Clippers are trying to figure out a way to lure him to the Clippers. So I, it, I'm not sure what they trying to do as far as the Clippers. I know Andre, what he sees is that I'm a guaranteed starter for the Lakers. And and even though I broke it down before about either it's going to be the Lakers or, or the Nets, but I had my whole hunch that he's going to be a Laker is because of he wants to be a starter. He wants to be in a vile situation where he can be you know, competitive, where he can get the most minutes, where he can be himself, in a sense. And going to Brooklyn, he's not about to be the starter over DeAndre Jordan, even though you can argue who's better. Is it DJ? Is it Andre? Some people say, no, Andre's better. People are going to say, no, no, DJ's better. The reason why he won't be a starter in, in, in Brooklyn is because DJ is in that system, knows his system. Nash is going to make him a starter regardless. And he's really good friends with, with KD and Kyrie. So I don't see how he, they're going to put him in a situation and start him to the lineup and mess up, you know, the fan the, the fanboys or the fanhood they got as far as Kyrie and, 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 and KD. I don't think Nash is going to tap into that. So I, that's a clear cut. It's not going to happen. Unless DJ was hurt. That makes sense, but he's not. And L.A. is in dire need. So Andre sees, oh, my God, look. Marcus has been out since the All-Star break. Supposedly, supposedly for contact tracing for COVID. Okay, well, March deadline is 25th of March, which is today. I mean, All-Star week was like, what, three weeks ago. If you're doing contact tracing and this will be 14 days, or quarantine for 14 days. So I think they're hiding something over there. And I'm not sure what's going on. And then on the, and then as well as AD, you know, he's hurt. Then you got, you know, Harold has been talked about in trade talks the last couple of days, which is kind of bizarre. I mean, I see that I see where it's coming from. But it doesn't make any sense to ship off a body for a point guard. I heard rumblings about Montrez Harold in trade talks with the Hornets, and they might get Terry Rozier and Bizek, uh, Biz, Bismack uh, Biombo. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Even though I think Bismack's more of a, a better defender on the glass than Harrell. Harrell's more energy. Uh, he's more of a hustler. Uh, he can scrap. 
But it doesn't make any sense to replace that if you're going to get Andre. So I would keep that. Yeah, people harbor about, oh, well, Montrez Hill is 6'7". Yeah, he's an undersized guy for sure, but he's not supposed to be playing center anyways. That's why he comes off the bench. They don't start him. They start Marcus O. So if they get Andre, Andre's going to be the starting center. Then Montrez will come off the bench. Despite of Marcus O's, if he's healthy or not, Marcus O's going to be fighting for minutes around him and Harrell and uh, Morris. So we're going to see what's going to happen. But I, I know for sure he's going to be with a Laker because if he's in L.A. as it is as a, uh, the last couple of days, there's no way that he's going to sign with the Clippers or any other team. He's going to be a Laker. And I'm pretty sure even though it's tampering, I'm pretty sure LeBron James or somebody in that camp is talking to Andre Drummond in the last couple of days. Um, and on top of that, if you've been on social media, he's been liking every single Laker post out there. Even some of the players in the Lakers, he's been liking their, their posts. So, I mean... It's all cryptic to me, but hey, you know, if you put one and one together, I can I can tell you the mathematics of that. You know, it's common sense. I can see it coming. So Andre will be a be a Laker, end of the story, breaking news, whatever you want to call it down the road, it's gonna happen. And and that's not even a trade. And we're talking about trades. So I'll just kind of give you a little nugget on that. But the biggest names in all the trades, as far as all the players that I'm on the list. Victor Lodipo, DeMar DeRozan, Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, Eric Gordon. I can go on. Uh, Victor Lodipo, right? It can go on. Kyle Lowry is going to be the biggest name that every team is trying to figure out. How can we get him for what we have on our team that we can sell to Ujiri, who is the president of operations of basketball for the Raptors? And I'm telling you right now, even though they're going to do good by the side with Lowry and try to get him to a team and to a contender because he put on for Canada, he won a title for Canada and Toronto, and he was part of that team. And he's been there for the longest. So I'm pretty sure they're going to ship him off to a good team that's a contender, but don't get it twisted. They will need something back. You're going to have to compensate something. So the only two teams that to me that comes to mind, and I heard Lakers are in the mix too, but who are you willing to give up? Is Dennis Schroeder going to be part of it? Because it only makes sense why Dennis Schroeder's name came up in the first place. Is if they're willing to trade Dennis Schroeder to Toronto. That's the only name that can come to mind. I don't see nobody else. They don't need Montrezl Hill. And Kyle Kuzma can be part of that package as well. I mean, if I was them, I'd dump those two players for Kyle Lowry. I'll tell you right now, those two players can go. The way I, the way I see things, the way I assert how, uh, how they use schemes in the NBA, Lowry can fit those two guys, what they can do on the court, on both sides, on both sides. And people want to say, oh, my God, Kyle Kuzma, the heck no. Or, or Dennis Schroeder, oh, my God, heck no. Trust me, the guy is a proven winner. The guy been in those situations. These two other guys have not. Kyle Kuzma comes off the bench. This guy, they need somebody to close the games out in case a LeBron is not there. Even with Dennis Schroeder right now, y'all losing games? I'm not saying with Kyle Lowry's going to make a difference, but he's a he'll fit better with LeBron for sure than I'll say Kyle Kuzma in a sense. But besides L.A., 
the two teams that come to mind that are really, really trying to empty out their whole entire cachet is the Heat and the Sixers, which I talked about last time, so I'm not going to kind of get in depth into that. But the Heat is definitely on top of the list. You know, you Jerry said, hey, if Tyler Hero or or, or, or or Robinson, Duncan Robinson, is not part of the package that you're sending me, like a revision, right? Because I'm doing back and forth for the last weeks or months. They're not part of that package, then no. We don't want that. We don't want nobody else on that team. Even though Kendrick Nunn's a good player, I'm, I would really take Tyler Hero. And those guys who played good in the bubble. Duncan Robinson shot 44% last year from the three-point land. Last year. And shooting 38% this year. So he dropped. Tyler Hero, I don't know what happened to him. My God. That guy completely fell off. Like he's having the worst second year, sophomore year. Terrible. Like the dude is struggling like crazy. He's averaging 11 points right now, 12 points. I mean, it's, it's it's bad for him. So I'm I'm thinking maybe Pat Riley might make some considerations right now. But hey, but if they do trade with the Raptors, that name is in the discussions, hundred percent. And this is crazy too. So I'm going to break this down. Kyle Lowry last night played against the Denver Nuggets. They beat him, and I think they lost eight games up to that point, and they beat him, and. Was walking out to the court, or walking to the locker room, shall I say, from the court. And as he's walking out, which I'm gonna post this clip right here, he chucked out the deuces. It was like, peace. Is that a sign? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is a sign. Yes, because he's gonna get traded. He told his teammates a month ago he's gonna get traded. Jerry is already talking with Lowry and his agent in his camp. We're gonna do we're we're gonna do everything in our power. To get you to a contender. I mean, I'll be shocked if he stayed. The way the team is going on right now, as far as inter- as far as Raptors, how they're operating, it's, it's, it's kind of chaos right now. Yeah, Siakam coming nice to go yelling at Nick Nurse because he didn't play in the fourth quarter, and he's out there cursing Nick Nurse on the sideline, just going ape, you know what, just going ham on the coach, cursing him out left and right. They hit him with a $50,000 fine. And then they're losing games. And then they they don't know if Kyle Lowry's gonna be here or not. So there's so much things going on in Toronto. It's kinda it's kinda chaotic. So we'll see what happens. But the crazy thing he chucked up the deuces, said peace. And then as he's in the uh the presser, post-game presser, which all the players are go to after the game, right? And they speak their own Zoom calls and stuff like that, and they're speaking to reporters. Kyle Lowry had actually paused them. Because he was receiving a FaceTime call, which I'm going to post right here as well. Drake. Drake was FaceTiming him. And obviously, it kind of got funny. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm your translator kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. But uh, And Lowry's saying, no, you're not. No, you're not. Ha, ha, ha. But I think he was trying to say, hey, you know, congrats. You know, uh, I'm calling you to let you know, man. It, you know, you, you put it on for the, the country. You put it on for the city. I'm pretty sure in, in that sense, that's what Drake was trying to really say. But did not know he's an oppressor. So I'm pretty sure they probably talked after that. And he's probably saying, hey, man, appreciate everything you did for Toronto. You're always going to be a legend here. Yada, 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 yada. So that's, that, that to me, it just kind of sold it right there. I'm like, yeah, he's gone. Because why would Drake FaceTime him? You know, and then for him to answer. I mean, Drake does FaceTime Lowry. I'm pretty sure. This ain't the first time. But for Lowry to put it, to pause him, you know, during oppressor, 
you know, kind of tells me the end game that Lowry is going to get moved in the next couple of hours. So we'll see what happens with that. And like I said, you know, De- uh, Toronto's losing a legend. To me, you can talk about all the greats that play there. You can talk about Chris Bosh. You can talk about Vince Carter. You know, the stint that uh, Tracy McGrady had there. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. You know, but those two biggest names, DeMar and Kyle Lowry, is pretty much respected, you know, all through the land in Canada. So, you know, praise him. He did great over there. You got to move on, right? So John Collins, which I spoke about, uh, about his his situation, how it was dicey and all that stuff like that. And what I spoke about in the last episode, him and Trey Young had a rift some, sometime back in January. You know, Collins made it known that, hey, I'm not happy with Trey Young running the offense, blah, blah, blah. I should be, I should be part of it as well. But, you know, I kind of spoke about that. So if you want to see that clip, you can go ahead and click the icon on the top. But for some reason, ever since Nate McMillan, because they fired the la- they fired the head coach, right? And and Nate McMillan, he's the intern, right? That, I mean, they're eight and one. I mean, they, they were eight and zero until they lost the recent the, the most recent game, but they're blazing hot right now. And John Collins has a lot to do with it. So I think, to my knowledge, he ain't gonna get traded. I mean, you'd be crazy if you want to do that. They're tra- right now they're fighting to get into the playoffs. They're, they're in a the playoff picture for sure, but like they're on a run. Why would you break that up? That will cause Trey Young and whoever else. To get furious. So I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% sure they're not going to trade him. Unless it's going to be some crazy, crazy trade. But if it's not, I think John Collins will be a free agent. Um, and they're probably talking the summertime and figure out what they're going to do. If they want to keep him or not, blah, blah, blah. But he's definitely not going to get traded today, for sure. Because of the way they're playing. It doesn't make any sense you would do that. Especially to your second best player on your roster. Alright, so the other name. Aaron Gordon. And this is going to be kind of spicy because, to me, this is an eye-opener uh, in a sense because Aaron Gordon um, never had any issues with the team, um, never had any problems with the players. Everybody in the NBA actually likes dude, um, and everybody in Atlanta loves the dude. But for some reason, his name you know became a topic in the last recent days or about a week or so. Ever since uh, post-All-Star break in beginning of March, his name has been thrown into the whole trade topic. Or trade block, the trading block, and I never understood why. I'm like, why would you trade somebody of his skill set? Aaron Gordon can play the wing. He can be a wing defender. He can create his own shots. He's athletic. He can knock the three point down. He's a decent free throw shooter, and he's durable. He's all that in one. Aaron Gordon is a good player. Yeah, because he plays on a bad team. People are looking at him like, ah, oh, he ain't that good. No, no, trust me. If you watch him manage his game, the Duke can ball. So when I heard his name being up for trade discussions, I'm like, oh, my God. Get that guy. Get him right now. I was, for me, you know, being a fan of the Warriors, I'm like, yeah, trade Kelly O'Brien and get that guy. So everybody's trying to call the Magic and trying to get him. So we'll see what happens because they have, I think, more than half the league is trying to get Aaron Gordon. And especially just a couple of days ago, he, he went to the front office and was like, you know what? I want to be out. I want to get traded. I don't want to be here. Voiced his frustration. So I'm pretty sure they're going to they're going to trade him now or in the summer. But he's going to be free agent anyways. So he might just walk and they might resign him, whatever it is. But Aaron Gordon, from what I heard yesterday, last night, Aaron Gordon and the Magics, or sorry, the Magics included Aaron Gordon with a rough draft trade to the Celtics. Are they talking about it? 
And the Celtics are asking for, I'm sorry, the Magic are asking for Marcus Smart? Say what? I ain't trading that guy. I'm not trading him at all. Why would I trade Marcus Smart? And I get Aaron Gordon. I mean, the Celtics, oh my, they're in a dire need. They need everything right now. They need LaMarcus Aldridge in the buyer market. They can get that. But in a trade, you got $28 million exception. You can move some money around if you swap that contract. Imagine that. You can have him play at the four, LaMarcus at the five. You got Jalen Brown at the three or the two, and you have Jason Tatum, and you got Kemba Walker. That's a good team. Now you can compete. I mean, to me, you're not you're not going to be the Nets, but, hey, you, you're a legit competitor now because right now they're struggling. Those two guys can't do it by themselves, and Kemba Walker is here and there. So, but to trade Marcus Smart, which I think you shouldn't do, my opinion, is because Marcus Smart is an impact player. He makes your team, he impacts your teams in so many ways, it's in the plus side. Like, you win more games with him in the lineup or on the court than without him, which is insane. Aaron Gordon, even though he's a good player, he's not that guy. He's talented, but he's not. he ain't, he ain't no impact player. He's not going to make a difference compared to what Marcus Smart can make a difference for the Boston Celtics. And I get why Magic is asking for Marcus Smart. If I was the Celtics, I wouldn't do it. And I'm running these numbers up for you right now. Plus minus category. If y'all don't know the plus minus, this is a huge category. Statistics analysts, what they look at as far as your impact on the court. No matter if you drop 30 points, you can drop 30 points and still be a negative. So it's what you can do for your team in all facets. Marcus Smart in the last two years was plus 240. Imagine that. 240. That means there's hardly any games who's a negative. I mean, you get games where players are plus 5, plus 10. But once you get into the upper echelon of plus 15, plus 20, plus 30, plus 40... Man, that means you did everything in that game. And Marcus Smart, to me, should be in contentions. He should be a, a runner-up, or he should be in the list of players talked about defensive player of the year. He should be in that. Because there's no guy. There's no guy that comes around that can play with your heart, energy, put his body on the line, hustles. I mean, now you, you have to respect his shot. Marcus Smart can shoot threes. I mean, he came in the league with no jump shot. So those guys don't come around often. <laughs> Hardly any. They come around this often. So to trade that, and even though Aaron Gordon is a good player, when the last couple of years, when I looked up the numbers, I'm like, wait, hold up. Let me compare his two years then. If Marcus Martin in the last two years is plus, uh, plus 40, what is Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon is minus 99. And I get he's on a bad team. You lose a lot of games, et cetera, et cetera. But Marcus Martin kind of guard your best players, your your point guard, your two guard, even your three, your small forwards. He can play those positions. And Eric Gordon can guard wings. He can guard a Kawhi. He can guard a Paul George. He can guard a, uh, a, a LeBron James in some sense. He can guard wing players. But he can't guard those guys, point guards. He can't guard no Devin Booker that's floating around the two-point all game. He can't do that. But I would never trade Marcus Smart. I just wouldn't do it. I mean, Aaron Gordon hasn't proven 
to me um, that he's a winner, but but his skill set, yeah, I'll take it. But I wouldn't not not an expensive Marcus Smart. No, I wouldn't do that. If you can trade me uh, uh, um, Neisman, who's a rookie, or somebody else, and some draft picks, and the Boston member all those years, they had draft picks like crazy. They had the they had a bunch of first round picks and second round picks from the Brooklyn Nets because they traded KG and and Paul Pierce to the Nets and got back nothing but future picks, which turned into Jason Tatum, which turned into Jalen Brown. Those picks, yes, were from the Nets. So they don't have that no more. Now they just have their regular first-round, second-round pick. I mean, I would try to, you know, entice the Magic. Hey, let me give you a first-round pick next year or something. I'm pretty sure Magic won't do that. But, hey, you never know. You got 25 teams in the league that's – that's calling right now and trying to get Aaron Gordon. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough one for the Boston to pull that one off. But if it happens, I'll be disappointed for sure. I'll tell you that right now. Because it's going to be crazy how we're going to see. And there's going to be other players. Spurs are talking about DeMar DeRozan is going to get traded. People are talking about Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is going to get traded for sure. I mean, this is the only guy I know in NBA history. In NBA history. NBA history. So you turned down two extensions, two. two. I mean, I don't know one one he's gonna that he's foreseeing that he's gonna get in free agency, but you turned down two. That's the I have never seen that before. He turned down an extension before he got traded in Indiana, and just turned down another extension with the Rockets for forty five million dollars. So I don't know what he's gonna see in the summertime, but if he can go somewhere and play good. Maybe he can get that numbers up again because right now his, his numbers are low because everybody's worried about it. he's not 100% you know, healthy from his injury. And he's not playing good in Houston as well. I mean, and, and a lot, anybody in Houston is not playing good. But, yeah, so Victor Oladipo is another guy. Keep an eye on Lonzo Ball. Mr. Ball will get traded, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. It's tough out there. He's going through a, a crazy thing right now with David Griffin. Who's the president of uh, chief of uh, basketball operations for the Pelicans? Just two months ago, they're trying to trade him, and then all of a sudden, they're you know they're holding back and they're saying, "Let me see if we can get a better you know better offer." Blah blah blah. This is David Griffin, right? Then all of a sudden, you have Lonzo Ball knocking three pointers, hitting the highest percentage three pointers in his career, playing the best stretch of basketball in his career. He finally he finally integrated with. Zion Williams and Brandon Ingram. Like, he, he clicked with them so well that people were like, oh, my God, Lonzo, is this good? So that's what people are looking at. And they're like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's keep this guy. Let's keep him. He's balling right now. Now, due to the trade deadline, now they're trying to trade him because he also did not want to sign his rookie extension. Same thing like, uh, uh, what's that dude's name from the Chicago Bulls? Uh, uh, Mark Han, or I forgot his name, but the power forward guy, he also turned down his thing as well. He turned down his rookie extension. So the biggest talks right now is Lonzo Ball might get moved to the Chicago Bulls, who he can team up with Zach Levine, and I would love to see that because Zach doesn't have to be the ball dominant guy. He can get, actually get created alley oop stuff like that. And Lonzo's a great, you know, he's a great. He can push the ball up the court. He's a great passer. Very high IQ. Very high IQ for sure. No one's going to argue that. If you do, hit the comments and tell me what it is, and then I can look into it. But I'm pretty sure the dude has a high IQ. 100%. I'm sold on that. But if you trade him over there, who's going to be your starting point guard? Kobe White? 
to me, he's an okay player. I didn't like him coming out of college to the Bulls. I don't think it was a good fit. We're going to see what's going to happen the next year or so. He's still on his rookie deal, so we'll see what happens. But if Lonzo goes there, he should be the starting point guard for sure. Um, and then see how that click with Zach Levine. Then you have other players that are, are talked about. And that can go on and on and on, but we don't know. Some of, this, some of the guys I just mentioned might not even get traded, like a John Collins, which I'm pretty sure my gut feeling, and this is speculation, I'm pretty sure John Collins won't get traded just the way they're playing. You know, you have to be a lunatic. Unless you get a, a gold mine trade or if you get a lottery of, of some type of first-round pick, number one pick, whatever it is, something that's guaranteed something or a, a player that's better than John Collins. That's the only way I can see them pulling that, that trigger to trade him. Other than that, how you can move a $4 million contract to get another player that's as talented as John Collins? You can't. You can't swap that money. He's still in his rookie deal. So we'll see. And there's more to come. In a couple hours, the trade line is going to end. And it's going to be crazy. And I will come back here and let you know exactly what happened. Because like I said, the stuff I just talked about right now in the last 20 minutes or so, is going to happen for sure. It's going to become fruition in the next couple hours. So stay tuned. Until then, y'all be safe. I'll see y'all soon. I'll drop another episode. And if y'all want to see the, the, the past previous ones, Wait to end the video. You can see those videos as well. Appreciate the love. I'll see y'all soon. Peace.